Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Zulu Ryan versus United States, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit, argued March 1st, 2022, and decided June 27th, 2022. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find a PayPal link in the show notes or... Um, Contact me at roadscholar80 at gmail.com. I am the podcast pretty much, though, so I'm working my way towards being a public defender, and I'm currently and have been recording this podcast with a microphone sitting in the back of a felt cowboy hat uh, off of a cracked iPad, which will uh, run out of batteries here shortly, so that'll be the end of today's recording. We may come back tomorrow with some more. Uh, Anyway, petitioners, Shulu Rayon, and... Shaquille Khan are medical doctors licensed to prescribe controlled substances. Each was tried for violating 21 U.S.C. Section 841, which makes it a federal crime except as authorized for any person knowingly or intentionally to manufacture, distribute, or dispense a controlled substance. Federal regulation authorizes registered doctors to dispense controlled substances via prescription, but only if the person is issued for a legitimate prescription is issued for a legitimate medical purpose by an individual practitioner acting in the usual course of his professional practice. That's 21 CFR uh, section 1306.04a. At issue in Rion's and Khan's trials was the mens rea requirement to convict under section 841 for distributing controlled substances not as authorized. Rion and Khan each contested the jury instructions pertaining to mens rea given at their trials, and each was ultimately convicted under Section 841 for prescribing in an unauthorized manner. Their convictions were separately affirmed by the Court of Appeals. The um, Supreme Court held... um, The decision is vacated and remanded, and Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court... who I will miss listening to him uh, question people with some of his hypotheticals. And uh, uh, I always knew what he was asking, even when I didn't really understand what was going on. Okay. Held. Section 841's knowingly or intentionally mens rea applies to the statute's except as authorized clause. Once a defendant meets the burden of producing evidence that his or her conduct was authorized, the government must prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant knowingly or intentionally acted in an unauthorized manner. Criminal law generally seeks to punish conscious wrongdoing. Thus, when interpreting criminal statutes, the court starts from a long-standing presumption that Congress intends to require a defendant to possess a culpable mental state. That's uh, Rehafe versus United States and a bunch of other cases, I'm sure. This culpable mental state, known as scienter, refers to the degree of knowledge necessary to make a person criminally responsible for his or her acts. The presumption of scienter applies even when a statute does not include a scienter provision, and when a statute does include a general scienter provision, the presumption applies with equal or greater force to the scope of that provision. 
the court has accordingly held that a word such as knowingly modifies not only the words directly following it, but also those other statutory terms that separate wrongful from innocent acts. Here, Section 841 contains a general scienter provision, knowingly or intentionally, and in Section 841, prosecutions, authorization plays a crucial role in separating innocent conduct from wrongful conduct. That's um, United States versus Excitement Video. Uh, moreover, the regulatory language defining an authorized prescription is ambiguous and open to varying constructions. That's Gonzalez versus Oregon. Meaning that prohibited conduct issuing invalid prescriptions is often difficult to distinguish from acceptable conduct issuing valid prescriptions. United States versus United States gypsum is the quote there. A strong scienter requirement helps reduce the risk of over-deterrence, i.e. punishing conduct that lies too close to, but on the permissible side of the criminal line. The statutory provisions at issue here are also not the kind to which the court has held the presumption of scienter does not apply. Section 841 does not define a regulatory or public welfare offense that carries only minor penalties. Um, C.F. Rehafe and Staples versus United States. Nor is the accept as authorized clause a jurisdictional provision. C.F. Rehafe. Uh, analogous precedent reinforces the court's conclusion here. In Lipertara versus United States, United States versus Excitement Video, and Rehave, the court interpreted statutes containing a general scienter provision, knowingly, and considered what mental state applied to a statutory clause that did not immediately follow the knowingly provision. In all three cases, the court held that knowingly modified the statutory clause in question because that clause played a critical role in, the sep in separating a defendant's wrongful from innocent conduct. That's um, Liparata, Excitement Video, and Rehafe again. Um, as in those cases, the court today concludes that Section 841's mens rea applies to the accept as authorized clause, which serves to separate a defendant wrongful from proper conduct. Neither the government's nor the concurrence's contrary arguments are convincing. First, the government and the concurrence correctly note that the statutory clauses in the cases just described set forth elements of an offense. Here, the government and the concurrence say Section 841's accept as authorized clause does not set forth an element of the offense. In support, they point to a separate statutory provision, Section 885. Um, Section 885 says that the government need not negative any exemption or exception in any complaint, information, indictment, or other pleading, or in any trial, and that the burden of going forward with the evidence with respect to any such exemption or exception shall be upon the person claiming its benefit not upon the prosecution. But even assuming that lack of authorization is unlike an element in these two ways, Section 885 has little or nothing to do with scienter requirements. 
Section 885 simply absolves the government of having to allege in an indictment the inapplicability of every statutory exception in each Controlled Substances Act persecution. Section 885 also shifts the burden of production, but not the burden of persuasion. Regarding statutory exceptions to the defendant, thereby relieving the government of having to disprove at the outset of every prosecution the inapplicability of all exceptions. Section 885 thus does not provide a basis for inferring that Congress intended to do away with or weaken ordinary and long-standing scienter requirements. At the same time, the factors discussed above, the language of Section 841, the crucial role authorization plays in distinguishing morally blameworthy conduct from socially necessary conduct, uh, the serious nature of the crime and its penalties, and the vague, highly general regulatory language defining the scope of prescribing authority, all support applying normal scienter principles to the accept as authorized clause. And the government does not deny that once a defendant satisfies his burden of production under Section 885 by invoking the authorization exception, the government must then prove lack of authorization by satisfying the ordinary criminal law burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt. The government also offers a substitute mens rea standard. Instead of applying the statute's knowingly or intentionally language to the authorization clause, the government instead asserts that the statute implicitly contains an objectively reasonable good faith effort or objective honest effort standard. But Section 841 uses the words knowingly or intentionally, not good faith, objectively reasonable, or honest effort. And the government's standard would turn a defendant's criminal liability on the mental state of a hypothetical reasonable doctor, rather than, the, than on the mental state of the defendant himself or herself. The court has rejected analogous suggestions in other criminal contexts, see Elonis versus United States, and the government is wrong to assert that the court effectively endorsed its honest effort standard in the United States versus Moore, as that case did not address mens rea at all. Nor does the United States versus Yerman support the government here, as that case dealt with a jurisdictional clause to which the presumption of scienter does not apply. Finally, the government argues that requiring it to prove that a doctor knowingly or intentionally acted not as authorized will allow bad apple doctors to escape liability by claiming idiosyncratic views about their prescribing authority. But the court has often rejected this kind of argument, see for example Rehave, and does so again here. The Court of Appeals in both cases evaluated the jury's instructions relating to mens rea under an incorrect understanding of Section 841's scienter requirements. On remand, those courts may address whether the instructions complied with the mens rea standard set forth here, as well as whether any instructional error was harmless. The decision below is vacated and remanded. Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Sotomayor, Kagan, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Alito filed an opinion concurring in the judgment in which Justice Thomas joined, and in which Justice Barrett joined as to parts 1A, 1B, and 2. Thanks again for listening. Maybe I will put this thing on the charger and uh, get one more reading out today. We'll see. Um, support the podcast. Yay. Uh, 
PayPal link in the show notes. Yada, yada. 